It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad that you've chosen to join us today. Today's a, a special uh, program because I am in Southern California today at my home church, Calvary Chapel in Downey, California. It's the church where on February 20th, 1991, I was born again. And what a privilege to be back here. I'm actually teaching at the Los Angeles uh, County, really uh, covering most of Southern California, Pastors and Leaders Conference. Uh, I'm here to share in the word and to encourage what God is doing here through the ministry of Calvary Chapel. And then on Sunday, I have the privilege of teaching at Calvary Chapel in Downey. There's nothing like uh, the honor and the privilege of teaching in your home church, being invited by your pastor. My pastor is Jeff Johnson. And so I'm upstairs in a soundproof room here hosting the show with some technology that we've been testing. I know some of you guys have been patient with us as we were testing new technology. And this is why uh, that we're able now to take the show on the road. And I appreciate you tuning in. You know the way the show works. You call me 303 690 that's the number to dial, 303-690-3000. Or you can text me, 720-336-0897. And the show works only when you call. I mean, I'm sure that I can uh, I can talk the whole show, but I, I don't want to do that. I want to talk with you. I want to pray with you. I want to be mutually encouraged. I know that those that are listening in on the Grace FM network, as well as the Hope FM network, are all encouraged when we dialogue, when we pray together, uh, when we are encouraged in the things of the Lord. I also had the privilege of teaching yesterday, Wednesday night Bible study, at Morning Star Chapel. Some of you will be very familiar with Morning Star. It's Pastor Jack Abelin. He is one of our featured Bible study teachers here on Grace FM. And if you didn't know already, if you didn't catch on social media, uh, Pastor Jack suffered a stroke a couple weeks ago, 10 days ago to be exact, and he is doing very well. Uh, we had pre-scheduled me teaching on that Wednesday for him, but the timing worked out really, really well, and I was able to be there. And he was there for the very first time to introduce uh, me and to let everybody know that he's making progress, that he's doing okay, uh, all things considered, and he's taking some time to rest and rehabilitate. So please do pray for Pastor Jack Abelin, Morning Star Chapel, Christian Chapel right here or in Whittier, California. If you're just tuning in, this is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor at Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado, and I'm hosting today's program as we wait for the calls. I see they're starting to come in from Southern California, where I was born and raised and grew up, and I have a special opportunity to host the show from right here at Calvary Chapel in Downey, California. My pastor, Jeff Johnson, has invited me to be a part of the Dunamas Conference that starts tonight. Uh, we're going to be here Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We're going to be encouraged in the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the Los Angeles Pastors and Leaders Conference. And then I have the opportunity to pray and teach um, in my home church on Sunday morning. 
which is always a very special treat. While we're waiting for calls to come in, as I see they're coming in and being processed, I'm going to read to you today's edition of Besides Still Waters. Besides Still Waters, Accepting Adversity. Accepting Adversity. It is in Job chapter 2, uh, verse 10. And Job chapter 2, verse 10 is today's entry. I've got another thing I'm working on here. I want to make sure I take care of it. Uh, let's see here. Today's edition, Job chapter 10. And the scripture is this. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity? And in all this, Job did not sin. And here's today's edition of Charles Spurgeon's devotional beside still waters. <clears throat> and I quote, Our memory of God's goodness is often crushed by pain. When you suffer sharp pain or weary aches or a high fever, you tend to forget the days of health and strength. You only remember the sharp intervals of weakness and sorrow. When you stand over the grave of a loved one, you're likely in the loss to forget the loan. When a dear one is taken, a precious loan has been called by its owner. We ought to be grateful to have been allowed to borrow the comfort. We should not complain when the owner takes what he kindly lent, the husband or wife of all these years, the child who nestled in your embrace, the friend that you enjoyed for half a lifetime, the brother who was such a comfort all his days. When, the, when these loved ones are gone, do not look at their going, but thank God that you had them. Bless a taking and a giving God who only takes what he gave. We live too much in the present. We strike a mark of oblivion across the happy past, and we look with dread on the unknown future. We dwell on the trouble of the present and forget the Lord's mercy. You're growing old and feeble, and you cannot do what you once did. But bless the Lord for your years of vigor. Your mind is weak, but bless God that there was a time when you could serve Him without fatigue. Perhaps your funds are low and you're afraid of poverty. Be grateful that you have had enough to spare for many long years. Perhaps you're now sad. Recall the days when you praised the Lord on the high-sounding cymbals and stood on the high places of the earth. Do not let memory fail because of the present crushing sorrow. May the Holy Spirit help your infirmities and bring his loving kindness from past years to your memory. May the Holy Spirit help your infirmities and bring his loving kindness from past years to your memory. He mentions that twice on purpose. That's from today's edition of Beside Still Waters. It's a great devo going through trials and difficulties. It's filled with comfort. Uh, to pick up a copy, you can come to our church bookstore. Uh, we, we have them in stock uh, unless they're sold out. Or you can go to my website, edtaylor.com. Or excuse me, that's not the right one. <laughs> if you go to edtaylor.com, there's a, there's a guy with a long Santa Claus beard sitting on a lawn chair uh, on the beach. That's not me. I'm edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org. And right up on the right-hand side is a link to pick up a copy from Amazon. I encourage you to do just that. 303-690-3000. We're going to go right to the phone lines as they filled up to line number one is Annie calling from Brighton, Colorado. Annie, welcome to the program. Um, hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? Hi. I'm okay. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. Um, I was actually just calling for a prayer request and what you read 
actually helped me out a lot already. Uh, okay. My husband was recently killed a couple months ago. And dur- sorry. during that time, I also had a new baby. <sighs> so I've just been struggling lately and just was looking for a couple words of encouragement, which I felt like I just got from what you read. And just if you could pray for me just for strength to continue to keep moving forward with my life. I will. Let's uh, Let's pray. Father, I pray for Annie in this great, significant loss that she's experienced and just the really the reality of of what you're doing in her life and the, the difficulty that she's facing. And and Lord, may you may you be glorified in her life. May you find uh, a willing vessel to comfort. I'm reminded of what your word says. Your word says that you're the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation. And I pray that in Annie's life right now, just the significant searing loss of her husband combined with all the emotions and the joy of a brand new baby. Um, Lord, minister to her heart as only you can. Men and women might be able to give words of comfort, but truly only you, Jesus, are the originator of that comfort. And I pray you would do that in her life right now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor. I appreciate it. Hey, Annie, are you a part of a fellowship up there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, good. Would you like a, do you have a copy of Besides Still Waters? Would you like to receive that as a gift from me? Yeah, I would definitely like it. What you were reading just like really touched my heart. And I was like, oh, go figure. I decided to call today and this is what I'm hearing. I feel like God's speaking to me already. <laughs> well, let me, um, let, if you, if instead of hanging up, uh, stick on the line and Frank's going to get your contact information. I'll, I'll ask uh, Cassandra to, to put one in the mail for you this week. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thank you again. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, Annie, stay in touch, especially if you get to those deep, dark times. Uh, Please, please ask for help, okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Give me a call. We have an open line. Uh, Would love to hear from you. Want to talk to you, pray with you. Uh, it's an interesting day. This is the first time we're really testing this new technology that we have. I'm hosting the show today from Southern California. I'm hosting it from my home church, Calvary Chapel in Downey, California, the place where I was saved. I was looking at the calendar in just a few days. will mark 26 years I've been walking with the Lord, 26 years, an amazing milestone, uh, and being back home for um, for almost uh, I won't be here for the actual anniversary of my, um, I'll, it's Monday is my spiritual birthday, but I'll be here on Sunday. I'm teaching here uh, for a a conference. It's the Calvary Chapel Los Angeles Pastors and Leaders Conference, really for the county, for all, uh, probably over a thousand people are going to be here. I haven't heard the numbers, but I'm certain um, there's there's going to be a large group of people here being encouraged in the Lord. And then I teach Sunday morning services here as well. You guys back home at Calvary Chapel in Aurora, we've got a special guest. Well, really, we got a real full weekend. Friday and Saturday, we have the uh, the Love and Respect Live Conference with Dr. Emerson and Sarah Egerich. It's not too late. Not too late to sign up for that. Um, that's going to be Friday night and Saturday. And then for our weekend services, Saturday night and Sunday, we have past, uh, teacher and leader Manny Mill. He wrote the book Radical Prayer. He's got an amazing testimony, a passion for prayer, and he's going to be our guest this weekend. Lots going on at Calvary and Aurora, and we invite you to come out and participate, be a part of what God is doing. 
for now, I'm taking your calls and your questions here on Calvary Live. We're going to move on to line number two, which is really cool. Trina is calling from Baltimore, Maryland. Trina, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Taylor. It's so nice to talk with you. I listen to you every night at 930, and I tell my husband, I'm getting ready for Ed. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of getting ready for bed. That's really good. I like that. Yeah, and and so I I appreciate it. It helps me sleep at night to listen to you because I appreciate your sermons and what you have to say. And um, and I'm you know I have a million questions, but actually I'm I'm asking for prayer for my daughter. Um, I'm a well, I was raised strictly Catholic, and there's so many things. Uh, I recently have been saved for the last five years. I joined a wonderful local Baptist church here, and I never thought that I would ever join a Baptist church, but I'm so happy, and there's so many things I'm still learning, and I'm still—I never thought I would go out go witnessing and, and doing the things that I do, and I so much I'm learning, and I still have a, a zest for God. But my daughter, um, Sarah— I love her. She's my only child. She's moved to Japan. She's teaching English, and she just kind of, like, drifted away. Um, she's just filled with the world, and she's doing good. I mean, she's doing well, but but spiritually, um, I she... She, you know, I, I always talk to her about God and the Lord, and I send her things. And she says, "Mom, you know, I appreciate it if you stop doing that." She says, "You're you're pushing me away," and so that scares me. But you know, I just needed prayer because I'm just so afraid. You know, I I always tell the Lord, I said, "Lord, could you hold the rapture off until my daughter's saved, and then you can go ahead and come." And I just I get so scared, you know. And then I hear about things. Um, about, you know, when you're in heaven, you won't know your loved ones, and that scares me, too. So I guess I'm... Well, let's just... let's start with that last one. In heaven, you will know your loved mm-hmm. ones. Uh, and that scares gonna... me. <laughs> okay. We're going to have more knowledge than, than than we have now, not less knowledge. And so it's good. It's good to know that there'll be, you know, because in heaven, it's not just the knowledge of our loved ones, but we'll have, we'll also understand God's perfect plan, and things will make sense. And mm-hmm. in this season of of your daughter falling away and not really wanting anything to do with the Lord, there's something, you know, there, there's something special about your um, a mother's love that even though she's kind of saying, you know, leave me alone and and I, you're pushing me away, um, it's it's better that you pursue her and it's better, you know, and you want to be careful, you want to be sensitive to her right. and love her, but. Don't ever stop pursuing her, even if she asks you to. Don't stop sending her cookies. Don't stop sending her postcards. Don't stop emailing her. And if God puts a verse on uh, on your heart for her, by all means, definitely share it with her. And, okay. you know, the next time she says, Mom, you know, could you stop, please? You're pushing me away. You know, have that discussion mm-hmm. with her and say, well, honey, how am I pushing you away? Because the Bible, it just so encourages me. And you know how mm-hmm. much I love you. And I'd love to talk to you not only about your job and not only about life, but I'd like to talk to you about spiritual things, too. And and mm-hmm. and really be the mom that God made you to be. And you'll you'll be OK in ministering to her and and don't give up on her. OK. I won't. Oh, of course, I pray for her every night. I pray for her so fervently that 
you know, they, 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 what they say about prayers of an effect, uh, righteous prayers or whatever, <laughs> prayers of a righteous, the righteous person. The, the yeah. prayer of a righteous yeah. man availeth much. Availeth much, what, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, you it's know. not because mm-hmm. we're righteous, but it's because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ that he's put upon right. us, that he hears our prayers, he changes our prayers, he receives our prayers, and he answers our prayers. And so we're not going to stop praying for her. Thank you. Yes, what, of course what's I'm her not. name? What's her name? Her name is Sarah. Okay, well let's pray for Sarah. Lord God, we we lift Sarah up today. Word where it says just like the persistent widow, uh, she was just constantly asking and constantly requesting. Or I think of your instruction to us, Lord, where you said you said for us to keep asking, keep seeking, keep asking, and and that's our desire. Our desire is to to grow in in loving our family by praying for them, by bringing them before you, by growing in your grace and and so Lord, our heart's desire is our heart's desire is to see um, to see you work and bring Sarah to a deeper relationship with you. Uh, and so Lord, would you do that work? Would you would you reveal to us what your perfect will is and what how you want to accomplish that and and what you want to accomplish? That Lord, you um, you would uh, reveal to us the the reality of of seeing her come back to you and watching you uh, work in in you know in a mom's heart's desire for her daughter. Um, that's what you want to accomplish, and that's what we want to see in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much, and thank you again for. Um you know, being on the air and taking people's calls and taking my call and, and being, you know, with your nightly sermons, they're much appreciated. And I stumbled on Hope FM accidentally, so it was meant to be. And, um, you know, recently um, I had to make a decision to leave my job and, and, and retire, and God pushed me that way because He wanted me to spend more time with Him and doing more things for the church and, and being able to read my Bible more and things like that. And I know He's got other plans as well, but um, I'll wait patiently to see what He has for me. <laughs> well, um, thanks for listening and thanks for staying in touch. Thank and you. Continue to pray. Continue to pray for Hope FM because God is using Pastor Bill in the ministry there from Marlton, New Jersey, in a huge way. And and people probably don't know this, but Pastor Bill. Uh, is very instrumental in getting countless Christian radio stations up around the country. Uh, so pray for him because he's he he's taking on a great responsibility, but the Lord has established him, and and he will be very blessed to hear how you are listening and how you stumbled upon Hope FM. Yes, I did, and and I listened to Bill Lupkeman, and I listened to uh, Rick Plantall, and I listened to all of them. <laughs> oh, so, that's and great. I li- yeah. Yes. So thank you very much, Pastor Taylor, and God bless you. You're welcome. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. And take your calls and talk about what God is doing in your life. Let's see here. Here's a great question from our texting uh, we don't doesn't don't know who it's from. If you do text, there's a dedicated texting line. It works all around the country. Uh, it's for texting only, so please don't call it. Uh, please don't leave a message. We won't hear it. We won't look at it. Um, but you can text us, and we use the texting, all the texts that come through to kind of fill in the blanks 
of um, when we're waiting for calls like right now. And if you give me your name in your text and what city you're you're texting from, that'll help as we let people know that. But this one looks like it's from a northern Colorado from the exchange. And here's the, the text. He says, hello, how are you? I have a quick question. I believe I spoke in tongues for the first time this morning during my prayer time with the Lord. My question is, how are we supposed to be able to understand ourselves while we're speaking in tongues? Well, that's a really great question. And first of all, uh, I want to validate for you that you most likely did very well speak in tongues this morning. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit coming upon you and having a, a spiritual discussion with God. And as you can tell, the, the language in which you spoke was not understood by you in your personal prayer time. Uh, and it is a spiritual language that God is is using through his spirit in in through your mind by really in your body in your mind bypassing your understanding so that you had a really sweet wonderful time fellowshipping with the triune god through tongues now one of the things that we learn about the gift of tongues that manifestation of tongues is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 13. And it says, therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. So one of the things that you can do while you exercising the gift of tongues is to ask God to give you the interpretation. And we know that the interpretation of a true tongue, a true speaking in tongues is edification and worship of God. So if you get a, a sense of, well, I think I know what the what the interpretation is, it's it's thus saith the Lord, I'm prophesying. That's not gift of tongues. The gift of tongues is an expression of worship and prayer and communication directly with God and from God to encourage you. And so according to 1 Corinthians 14, verse 13, you can ask for the interpretation. And perhaps God would give it to you. He doesn't necessarily have to give it to you. He could just be bringing you to a place where you're going to trust him more. Uh, but he he isn't going necessarily going to give it to you, but he can. So pray with that expectation. Uh, pray that the Lord would use that in your life and that he would give you the interpretation. But continue to exercise that gift. Continue to speak as the Lord gives you utterance and watch the Lord work. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, here's a, before I get to the phone lines, I know they're full, but here's a real quick question I want to answer. When we pray, do we address God the Father or Christ the Son? In a general sense, you can pray to any person of the Holy Trinity. But from what we see in Scripture, as we pray to the triune God, we are praying to the Father through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God in us. But you can address the Holy Spirit in prayer, and you can address the Son in prayer, and you can address the Father in prayer. But when Jesus was giving us the insight on instruction how to pray, we just studied this last weekend at Calvary Aurora, he, he said to address the prayer to our Father. And so you're now praying to the Father through the Son in the power of the Holy Spirit. That really is what prayer is is in our lives. 303-690-3000. We're hosting today's edition of Calvary Live from Downey, California. This is the area where I grew up, where I hung out at the mall, where I was saved at Calvary Chapel in Downey. Uh, I'm here to teach at the Southern California LA Pastors and Leaders Conference, hosted by Calvary Chapel. 
And then I'm teaching Sunday services right here at Calvary Downing. Just so blessed. We're going to go back to the phone lines. Looks like we're going to line number one. Line number one is Preston, also calling from Baltimore, Maryland. Preston, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking my call, sir. Oh, you're welcome. What can I do for you? Uh, yes, I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, I am a Christian, uh, but I, it's just so much in the Bible that I just don't understand, and, and I'm questioning so many things. For instance, okay. uh, I was reading David and Goliath. It's so detailed. My question is, who who wrote who was there to write all this detail? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a couple ways to answer this question because we're not specifically told exactly the answer to the question that you have. We have to piece some together some things that are in the scriptures that will help us. The first thing that we need to understand that the Bible itself claims to be divine in origin. And what that means is, is that God, through his Holy Spirit, is the author of the Bible. He, it, the Bible is not a human book. The Bible is a divine spiritual book. And it says, let me get it for you. Um, it speaks of in Second Peter chapter 1. The Bible says, let's, let's start in verse 16. Peter is writing and he says, For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And then we jump down to verse 19, it says, So we have this prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. And here's the key. Here's the key. Verse 21. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible claims, God claims to be the author of the scriptures. Again, another scripture to consider of how the Bible was written is in Second mm -hmm. Timothy, I believe, chapter 3. Uh, let, me, let me find it for you here. Uh, verse 16. Okay. Let, let me find it here. And let me look it up. I didn't bring my Bible with me. I brought my travel Bible. So I need okay. to look at this real quick. And I think it's 1 Timothy 3.16. Uh, let me make okay. sure I look to 2 Timothy. It says, um, that is not where it is. Uh, it is 2 Timothy 3.16. Let me, let me find it here. I, I have a Bible that I've used for many, many years. It's 2 mm -hmm. Timothy 3.16. Here's what it says. All scripture okay. is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we learn that all scripture is inspired of God. So let's go back to your original question now. With that in mind, who wrote the details of David and Goliath? Well, the author of 1 Samuel is often given the authorship of that book, the human authorship. Scholars tend to agree that Samuel 
was the author of that book, and he would have been a contemporary of David. And he, okay. he, he would have outlived David. He would have the ability to, to speak to David about the details. But even if he didn't speak to David about the details, oh, no. the Holy Spirit was there and could have given him the details and would have given him the details to write down of what happened there. But any of the kind of details that you see and you read, they were either there as eyewitnesses or the Holy Spirit gave them specific eyewitness account to confirm and validate the actions that took place. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank For example, you. let me, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example in your own life and in my life. And it doesn't mean that God's inspiring new scripture because he's not. But have you ever have you ever been talking to someone and God pops a scripture into your mind? Yeah. Yes. And and yes. you you don't you, you're you're talking and a scripture pops up and and although you memorized it or you remembered it or you listened to a pastor teach it, the Holy Spirit gave it to you in the moment. Wow. And he's still doing that today. Uh, but he's not wow. inspiring scripture. Don't misunderstand me. No, no new scripture is being written, but the Spirit of God is still giving us his word to give to others. Got to go. Thanks for calling. Bye. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to today's edition of Calvary Live. We're in the second half already. It's hard to believe how fast the time goes. We are, this is a special edition, one that we hope to do in the future uh, in whether I'm traveling or one of the other pastors might be traveling uh, to continue to host live. Uh, I'm in uh, Southern California right now uh, serving at Calvary Chapel in Downey. I'm here for the uh, Pastors and Leaders Conference, Los Angeles County, really it's Southern California is invited. Uh, Calvary Chapel in Downey, California is in the southeast part of Los Angeles County. I am, this is my stomping grounds where I grew up, and this church is where I was saved uh, some 26 years ago. And what an honor to be invited back to serve here. I'm also going to be teaching our weekend, the Sunday services here at Downey, which is um, an incredible honor. And privilege. I'm going to get to see my pastor again and his wife Karen. I uh, spent some time with them and, and some a lot of friends, old friends, new friends. Uh, and so we're just glad that you are tuned in. I'm, so I'm hosting from California uh, all the way through the Grace FM radio network in Colorado and then in the Hope FM radio network in New Jersey, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. And so glad that you've chosen to join us. Uh, my name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor at Calvary Chapel in Aurora. That's where Grace FM originates, uh, and this program originates from Grace FM. I want to take a quick texting question. Uh, we do have a dedicated text line. We don't always answer all the questions, so please don't be discouraged. Um, there are questions that we use to fill the time while we're waiting for the phones to ring. And if you want to call me, uh, phone lines are open, 303 Six nine zero three thousand three zero three six nine zero three thousand. That's the phone line. But let, there was a quick text. I want to read it because it was related to last night's service at Calvary and Aurora. Uh, it says, "I'm sorry, let me find it. I've got all these things open here." It says, "Good afternoon, Pastor Ed. Fernando Ortiz was awesome last night. So thank you, Fernando, if you're listening." Uh, for serving on our Wednesday night service last night. I was teaching at Morningstar Church in Whittier, Pastor Jack Abelin. 
he is doing well after his stroke. So I got to see him, be encouraged by him. So thanks for that. Here's the question. I was looking up communion and I read that no person shall take Holy Communion unless they're baptized. Is this true? Uh, the answer is no, it is not true. There is no requirement for water baptism, A, for a person being saved, because water baptism is only for people that are being that are saved, and two, uh, to take communion. Uh, what's required for true communion to take place is salvation for a person to be born again. And a person that's not born again can take of the elements, but it really doesn't mean anything. Uh, they're just taking of, it would be like eating a cracker and drinking grape juice or drinking wine for churches that use wine. It's not... It doesn't mean anything to an unbeliever. As a matter of fact, if I was an unbeliever taking communion, I'd be, I'd be very, uh, I'd be very cautious to take the body and the blood of Jesus Christ in a way that is, uh, you know, like slapping him in his face. Like you take communion, but you don't even submit your life to him. Uh, so no, I don't know if it's Catholic. I've never heard it. I mean, I know Roman Catholicism places quite a bit of. Uh, restrictions on taking Holy Communion, uh, but they only do that because of the system of religion that they've created, because uh, you are baptized as an infant. And if you were reading a book that is Roman Catholic in origin, then certainly they would say something like, you can't take communion unless you were baptized into the church as an infant, which also has carried over into the Reformed tradition, um, but is nowhere to be found in the scriptures at all. Um, it's simply a religious system of man. And if you are a believer, you should be water baptized. I know that at Calvary, our next water baptism uh, is coming up on March 15th, uh, where we are taking believers into the waters of baptism. Uh, we do not believe uh, in infant baptism or what some uh, from, you know, schooled in theology might say, pedo-baptism. Uh, but it's just a fancy word uh, that means infant baptism. The Bible doesn't teach that. There's no example of it. And we only find that believers are baptized. Um, and so there are quite a bit of religious traditions uh, that exist. But the reality is, is that uh, believers can be baptized. So thanks for your text. And um, believers can be baptized once and then believers can take communion. 303-690-3000, let us see here. We're going to go to line number two. Well, excuse me. Yeah, line number two looks like it's Gideon. Gideon, welcome to the program. Man of God, how are you doing? Good, Gideon. How are you today? I'm blessed. What can I do for you, friend? The reason I'm calling, I was calling to just for us to pray for my children, but before I do, yes. I just wanted to thank God for how God has been using you to share the Word of God all over the world for God to use to draw people into His kingdom. And I just want to say, may God continue to use you and keep you in Jesus' name. Please continue to pray that, because I know the, the spiritual warfare and the battle is, is very intense for our lives. As you well know, Gideon, you taking this big step of faith to go to seminary and you taking these steps of faith to equip yourself and to have such such a battle uh, in your life. I, I also want to commend you as I watch you continue to stand for righteousness and you haven't abandoned the Lord because he hasn't abandoned you, even though uh, in your life right now there's great sadness and difficulty. God's going to take you and you, when you go home, he's going to use you in incredible ways. 
Amen. And the reason I'm calling again was for us to pray for our children because God has opened my spiritual eyes for me to see the principalities, the powers, and the rulers of the darkness of the of the darkness of this world that have gathered against these children. And uh, since I am persuaded by the power of God and the power that is in the Word of God, I just wanted yes. us to lift us, Savior, Judah, Hannah, praise and Israel to the Lord today. And to continue yes. to thank God for keeping them by His Holy Spirit, His power. Yes. Well, would you like to, would you like to pray and then I'll close it up? Yes, I'd like to. Okay. Almighty and everlasting God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, Father, we thank you because you are faithful to your word. Father, we thank you because your word says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Father, we thank you because we are persuaded by your word that says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Father, my brother and I, we thank you because your son Jesus is the word of God. We thank you, Father, because it is only in Jesus, the word of God, where there is life. We thank you, Father, for using your word today to put life in the lives of your people throughout the world. King of glory, my brother and I, we come before you to stand upon your word that says, again, I say unto you, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything which they shall ask, it shall be done unto them by my Father which is in heaven. Father, today we surrender Savior, Judah, Hannah, praise Israel, Jerusalem unto you. And we thank you, mighty Father, for shining the light of your countenance upon these children. We glorify your name, Father, for your grace. Father, your grace is the power to overcome the enemy. We glorify your name because we believe in your word that says, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. King of glory, we thank you for the grace that you've given these children to be your own. We glorify your name, Father, for the coverings that you put around them. Thank you, Father, for the angels that you have released to minister to their all their needs. We glorify your name because you are a faithful God. Thank you for your word that is fulfilled upon the allies. Father, thank you for your word that says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. We glorify your name, Father, not only for the life of these children, but for all the children, your children throughout the world today. And we say, Father, by all glory and honor and adoration be to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Lord, I also pray for my brother Gideon and and you know of of you know where he is and you know of the difficulties, you know of his personal life, you know his lying down and you know his getting up and I pray you would establish him. I pray God for the circumstances of which you know and I pray that you would work in the midst of them and we would even anticipate God a tremendous response of your spirit in the the midst of my brother's difficulty. And I pray for his kiddos, Lord, that you'd keep them strong and guarded, that their hearts would not become callous towards you, but soft towards you, that God, in his desire to, to live as a godly dad, that you would use 
Lord, the work and the power of your Holy Spirit establishing in him uh, to lead and guide his kids into righteousness and right living, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Okay, brother. God bless you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. 303-690-3000. We've got some time left in today's program. Would love to have you be a part of our program. So please give me a call. 303-690-3000. We're going to move on to line number one is Jeff calling from Parker, Colorado. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Ed. How are you doing? I'm good, Jeff. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. That's yeah, good. I just uh, have a, a prayer request uh, for you. Um, yeah, my, my father's just, just going through a lot of, uh, health issues, um, pretty much since, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, of, uh, and, um, it's been going on for longer than that, uh, just a lot of health issues, uh, he has Alzheimer's, um, uh, hep C, uh, cirrhosis of the liver, uh, just, uh, kind of been in and out of the hospital at least five or six times since Thanksgiving, and uh, just um, kind of see his, his his health is really deteriorating uh, in this in, in this uh, uh, past time here. So um, yeah, and I you know I, I really uh, I pray to the Lord uh, for him every day. Um, and uh, you know I just uh, I, I don't know uh, if he has accepted Jesus as his Savior. Um, you know which which frightens me with his his health deteriorating and stuff. And uh, so, you know, I just, I just pray to him every day that uh, uh, that that he knows him, and and that uh, you know that he will be uh, somehow um, the Holy Spirit will will come upon him, and you know, and, and hopefully, I don't know if that's possible, you know, without him um, accepting the Lord as as a Savior uh, by mouth, um, or you know, if there's uh, you know just. Uh, Anything that that I can do, you know, I, I try to talk to him. Um, you know, I recently have just uh, really um, have uh, kind of come to know the Lord a little. Uh, I think I've known him all my life, or I think he's known me uh, just through certain things that have gone through in my life, and and uh, you know that uh, I've been through certain um, experiences in my life where my 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 uh my health or my life was in danger and i just i just felt that he was he was there for me and uh so uh anyway it's just um some things that uh, i'm kind of going through it's been really tough with uh my mother as well yes. um you know it uh, she's uh um again i i don't know that i know that she was uh once a member of a lutheran church and uh so she uh, they do attend church um, but, uh, um, yeah, I, like I said, I just don't know if they've really, uh, accepted the Lord as their savior. Um, so I uh, just, uh, um, like a prayer for, for my father's health and, and What's his uh, name? Just, you know, hoping that he's going to pull through this. What's his name? Um, it's, uh, it's kind of a strange name. It's, his name That's is okay. OC. It's, okay. uh, it just, it goes by initials OC. Great. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I want to encourage you, uh, having your parents in a Lutheran church, um, there are many, many, many fine Lutheran churches around that are teaching the Bible and, and teaching the love of Christ. And, and so yeah, we're going to pray. We're going to pray yeah. that even your your dad, O.C., has heard the gospel. And 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 I know he has if you've been sitting in that church and that, that there's a, a sense of desire in his heart at some time, whether past or present, for him to 
to submit himself to the Lord so he can be born again. Because I know one thing, being in church, either whether it's a non-denominational or you know a Lutheran church, doesn't save a person, but the gospel does. And responding to the gospel, God can do a great work. So let's pray. Mm-hmm. Lord, we pray for OC right now, God, is... As you know, oftentimes in the Bible, we, we see parents coming to you on behalf of their kids. But we know that over time, we see kids coming to, uh, we see in a very practical way, kids coming to you in uh, on behalf of their parents. And so we pray, God, for OC. We, we don't know, there, there isn't much fruit to see from his life, Lord, other than being a moral person of his relationship with you. Um, but you know, sometimes, God, it's, we don't see fruit. We don't, we don't, we aren't the ones that know the heart. Uh, and even what we see kind of discourages us and gives us fear, but we trust our parents, even I trusted my parents, to a faithful God who will be fair with him. And, and if he's not saved, he's alive still, Lord. If he's not born again, he's alive right now. And we pray that you'd bring him into a saving faith, that he would confess with his mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in his heart that, God, you raised him from the dead. Uh, and, and that, Lord, that he would believe that and confess it. And I pray that for his health, Lord, that, that all of us are getting older and our heart is not, um, you know, our bodies aren't what they need to be and what they could be, but that's because they're only temporary. We're not to be in these bodies forever. And so, Lord, we just pray right now that you would be with OC, uh, pray, we, we ask for his salvation if it's not there yet, and we ask you to do a work in Jesus' name. Amen. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. God bless you, man. Yeah. All right. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Let's go to line number three. Is Teresa calling from Denver, Colorado. Teresa, welcome to the program. Hey, Teresa, are you with us? We lost Teresa. But I think if you have a praise report, call back. Let's go on to line number two. Is Sam from Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Sam, welcome to the program. Hey, Hi, you're on the air. Hey, you're on the air, Sam. But if you could turn your radio down. Yes, I did. Okay, perfect. What can I do for you? Yeah, it's my birthday today, Pastor, and I just want to, um, I just need prayer for direction. Okay. All right, let's do that. God, I prayed for my sister, Sam, as a special day today, Lord, just reveals to her a desire for direction in her life. Uh, God, you know, the word, your word tells us and teaches us that a man or even a woman plans her way, but only the Lord directs her steps. Your word tells us that uh, if we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding, if we acknowledge you in all our ways, you will direct our paths. So I pray for that direction in Sam's life right now. I pray, Lord, that you would minister to her and lead her and guide her and give her the answer. Lord, give her the answer that's specifically on her heart, the one that that she knows only between you and her of of what it is that she's looking for and direction for her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for your time. Okay, God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Wow, we got a question about a, the, one of the prayers that we just prayed. So Elizabeth's calling from Denver. Den, Elizabeth, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I was just listening to your prayer for uh, cool. the gentleman who was calling for prayer for his dad, O.C. Yes. And and in your prayer, you mentioned that, you know, we don't always see fruit and that we can't really 
you know, know the heart. It's it's God who judges the heart. Yes. And it it brought up an issue for me. I just had a conversation with the sister in Christ on Sunday about, you know, how do you know if someone is saved? And we were talking about whether we believed in once saved, always saved. And yes. I told her that I did believe in it if it was a true salvation. Right. And then she said, well, you know, how do you know if someone's truly saved? And I said, well, you don't. Only God can, you know, judge the heart. Only God can see into someone's heart and see if it's a right. true salvation or if it's not. So you said that in your prayer, and I went, oh, my gosh, let me call him and see. <laughs> I just kind of want to know how you feel about the whole once saved, always saved issue, and if maybe you can shed some light on it so I can I can share it with my friend. Well, there's a couple things on, on your on your observation. You know, the the first one is that part of my prayer was just really an acknowledgement that I I don't know who's saved, who isn't saved. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know the condition of someone's heart. And, and I just feel like at times I need to acknowledge that uh, when I'm praying, because I think that from the prayer request, let's speak in general, from that particular request, there's concern uh, in a son's life because he doesn't see much fruit. Uh, he probably sees, I, I can compare it with my dad, you know, with my dad, my dad was a very moral person, a very good person. Uh, um, both my parents would be people you would, they would give anything to help, to serve. But for many, many years, there wasn't much evidence of that coming from the Lord. It was more of their goodness. They were just good people. But later on in life, when they when, when they did profess faith in Jesus Christ, we began to see that morality expand and we began to see different changes in their life. So I just want to make sure that when I'm praying that I acknowledge, especially when I'm praying on the air, I mean, really in general, I just want people to know I don't know the heart of people and I just want to think the best. Um, but I also don't want to give some sense of a false assurance that you know, something that I say on the radio would give a, a son false assurance that his dad is saved because I just don't know. So I'm going to come alongside of him. Uh, when it comes to the question of want save, always save, I really don't like that phrase. Um, I, I, I'd rather I rather answer the question of what does the Bible have to say about salvation? Because the Bible has a lot to say about salvation. And the, the, the main emphasis of salvation is that I read of God requiring a person to be born again. And we read that in John chapter 3 when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. He says to a very religious person, unless a man is born again, he's not going to see the kingdom of God. So, so I know and I, I realize that in particular, but I never ever read of a person becoming unborn again. I don't read. I don't receive. I don't read of a person being born again six times or twenty times. I, I don't see that in Scripture. I see that God, once He saves, He's known as the Author and Finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that set before Him, endured the cross, despising the shame. And so, when I when I when I talk about salvation, I want to emphasize the nature of salvation. That if a person is truly born again, then he's going to live like he's born again. She's going to demonstrate. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit in one way or another, even if we don't see it, it's good to be encouraged that we're not the final judge. God is the final judge. And while we're alive, we're going to continue to encourage people toward the Lord, in the Lord, and we're not going to give any false assurance, uh, but we're also not going to place judgment on somebody because we lack. I mean, I'm going to warn people. The Bible tells me to warn people. The Bible tells me to ex to examine myself. The Bible tells me as a Bible teacher to 
call people to repentance and holy and righteous living, but I'm going to leave the matter of salvation up to God. I think that's beautiful, Pastor Ed. I appreciate that. And I, I agree with you. That term, it it can cause, well, I guess it could cause division or, you know, it can cause two people who both love Christ to disagree on a particularly kind of um, controversial issue. And I like the idea of taking that phrase and turning it into born again. Not are you saved, but are you born again? I think yes. that that is a solid biblical answer, and I am going to look that verse up and familiarize myself with it and put it into terms like that. That's wonderful. And, Thank you. And I, there's, I, I, did, I taught a Bible study on John chapter 3. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that, 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 that Jesus, you know, John 3.16 is the most popular verse in the, in the whole wide world. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's the gospel message in one unpacked, both where salvation comes from, the only place to get it, and how God deals with man. But it's in that same conversation, that conversation in John 3:16, that Jesus is speaking to a very religious man who has has sincere questions. And it's to him he also says that unless you're born unless a man is born again, he won't see the kingdom of God. And so what I like to do, and, and if I if I if I'm if, if, if I'm in tune with the Holy Spirit, I like to turn discussions into, well, what does the Bible say? Because that's what both of us have to yield to. Not what a theologian says, not what the latest book just said, not what a pastor teaches, uh, not what some systematic theology says. What does the Bible say? Because what the Bible says is is going to make all the difference. Now, of course, we may come to the Bible with different interpretations, but even then, I can be soft toward the things of the Lord when the Bible says that it's not open to any private interpretation. So if you have an interpretation and I have an interpretation, here are the facts. Either you're wrong or I'm wrong or we're both wrong, but the reality is, is that God is not wrong in what he wrote. Amen. That's that's packed full of so much wisdom. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that right now. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for calling because I know people listening in have the same question. That's one of the benefits of the show, you know, that a lot of people are having these same kind of conversations where you really have no intention of arguing, but that's what it becomes. And it could be so discouraging. We're arguing about like we agree about most everything. Now, you know, some things we do have to argue about, you know, we do need to we need to take a stand on the deity of Christ or we do need to take a stand on the nature of salvation like a church doesn't save us. Uh, just like the Bible says, circumcision doesn't save us. Baptism doesn't save us. Religion doesn't save us. You know, sometimes we do need to take a stand. But on most of the things in the Bible, we really we need to learn how to. It, it's something that's lost in our culture. And that is to learn how to disagree agreeably. Exactly. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And it just sometimes it feels like the enemy will use anything to cause division or to cause people to fall away. And it just feels like sometimes we as Christians get so involved in things that don't really matter. And, you know, we split up and we go to different congregations or different churches or, and it just, it's silly to me. And so the conclusion that you brought me to is, okay, well, let's find out what the Bible says. Let's look at what the Bible says. And, and she and I are both, you know, we've, we've learned a little bit. We're not theologians or anything, but, right. um, you know, I mean, we were both coming at the same 
uh, uh, subject in a sincere way. And I just, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's not a church doesn't save us, a denomination doesn't save us, our pastors don't save us. It's Jesus Christ that saves us, and that's, that's beautiful, right. and I appreciate that. Thank you. That's right. Well, thanks. I think it's a great question. Thanks for calling, and thanks for being prompted and having the boldness to call. And and uh, I know that helped many people. Absolutely. Thank you, Pastor Ed. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Mm, hey, bye. we're coming up on the end of today's program. So glad that you joined us. This is a first. We hosted today's show from Southern California. Pray for me, would you? I'm teaching at a conference here with any so many godly men. I'm just so blessed and privileged to be here at my home church Calvary Chapel in Downey, California, where 26 years ago on Monday, I was born again. The Holy Spirit saved me here. And I get to teach not only at the conference, but also Sunday services. So pray for me, would you? We're in for a big weekend at Calvary Aurora. The Love and Respect Conference is going on Friday night and Saturday. Come on out for it. Go to calvaryaurora.org for more information. And then a special guest, a new friend of mine, Manny Mill, the author of Radical Prayer. Oh, man, you guys are going to love him. You're going to love him on the radio. You're going to love him at Calvary Aurora. Is he? Man, I wish I could be there. But I'm going to be here teaching my home church just one day before I was born again. Unbelievable. 26 years ago. There was a question, uh, as a believer, is it important to get baptized? Yes, get baptized as soon as possible. Do it as fast as you can. Uh, our next baptism at Calvary Aurora is March 15th. Pray for me. I'm going to be praying for you guys, praying for Manny Mill. Planning for praying for Dr. Egrich and Sarah as they uh, have the Love and Respect Conference. I'm sure we are almost packed and full for that. So please sign up. God bless you guys. Have a great night in the Lord. And what a joy to serve you and serve alongside of you. Pray for me. I'm at Downey, California. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.